What's up, friends? I'm your host, Amanda Smith, and welcome to the Girl Gang Podcast, the show where I chat with inspiring women about business, life's challenges, and building community, because we all need it. If you need a Girl Gang, this podcast is for you. All right, guys, welcome to the episode. This week, we have Miss Debbie Archangelis on the show. She is literally a queen of podcasting, and if you've been on Clubhouse with us, we've been chatting about all things podcasting in her club, How to Start a Podcast, uh, and that is her business as well. So let's get into this episode. Screenshot and tag us while you're listening. Share it with a friend or uh, a fellow podcaster if you are a podcaster, Uh, but also there's going to be some good tips in here about how to really monetize your business and do it well. All right. Debbie Archangelis, welcome to the Girl Gang podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me here. So excited. Um, You have so many interesting things going on and you just are a very dynamic person. But for those who don't know you, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Debbie Arcangelis. I am the host of the podcast, The Offbeat Life, where I speak with remote entrepreneurs and digital nomads, sharing their stories and how others can do the same type of lifestyle as well. And that has a spin-off, has spinned off into a website that has a lot of resources for people to become remote workers as well. And I'm also the founder of howtocreatepodcast.com, where I help remote entrepreneurs scale their businesses using their podcasts. I love it. Um, just right off the cuff, <clears throat> if you had to pick, what's your favorite thing about podcasting? For me, it's really connecting with people like you because, right, because as remote workers, it's really hard for us to do these types of connections. And now with everything that's happening, we can barely leave the house. And for me, it's really a way for me to stay connected with my community, with like-minded people. And it's always so good to have that, especially now that I barely leave the house. (laughs) I know. Oh my goodness. Um, it's, it's really something, huh? I mean, our community is very, um, event-based. And so after 2020 started, we were like, wait a minute, we're so used to gathering together like once, twice, three times a month. Like, what am I going to do? And I'm such a social person. And so I couldn't agree more. Like, this is one of those things where, we just get to really enjoy ourselves and, and connect. Um, so why don't you share with the audience, you know, what's your background and how did you get started in, in starting, you know, all of these incredible um, projects in this, you know, the business that you run now? 
Yeah, absolutely. So when I started my podcast in 2017, I wasn't really familiar with the platform, but I was at a nine to five that wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. It was just in the middle, right? Like it wasn't something that I hated. It wasn't something that I loved and it was just something to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, I'm an immigrant. So this is pretty much what I worked so hard for, been working there for so many years, but I've always been a creative person. I was a photojournalist for several years. Um, and that being a photojournalist didn't make a lot of money. So I went back to school, got my master's and did um, the regular nine to five, what my parents expected me to do, but I was so unhappy the entire time. And the worst thing about it was there was really nothing to hate about my job. My coworkers were great. The people I worked with was, was great, but it was just me. I was really unhappy. So when my fiance um, introduced me to podcasting during that time, I was like, this is really unfamiliar to me, never really listened to it. But when I started listening, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to talk to people who are remote entrepreneurs, who are digital nomads, and I want that type of lifestyle. So really the podcast started as a way for me to learn about how it was that they were able to do this lifestyle more sustainably. And I was told that podcasting, you can't really monetize it in the beginning, but I'm very stubborn. And the people that I <laughs> talked to in the podcast were all entrepreneurs. So I started talking to them instead of the people that were telling me no. Mm-hmm. And within six months of starting my podcast, I got my first sponsorship. Within the eight, um, within eight months, I got my first five-figure month. And within a year and a half, I was able to leave my nine-to-five and do this full-time. Um, and it has spun off to a business and now a new one. So without podcasting, I wouldn't have been able to do what I love today. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's dig into that first off. Um the monetization of podcasts, right? It's one of those things. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it can be a long game. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. So you basically started hitting five figures with podcasting just from ads, or is that a combination of other things? Yeah, so the first uh, two years of my podcasting journey, 80% of my income was uh, specifically with sponsorships. Amazing. And then from that, it spurned into creating digital products and then now this agency. Mm -hmm. So really most of the diversified income that I've created uh, were spurred from people telling me they needed something. And even this agency that I created people were asking me to, to do this. And I didn't even have a program create, like I didn't even create it. Yeah. And then you just got to listen and be like, all right, yeah. I'll do it. And then I created the program, just listening to what people wanted. And I landed my client, my first client without even having a program. And I just listened to what they wanted. Right. And that's the program. You know, I, yeah knew what I was doing. This is literally what I've been doing for years and I was able to do it sustainably. So I knew it wasn't hard for me to do, but it was just wanting to know what people wanted. And that's what happened. That's so incredible. So uh, if you don't mind me asking, who was your first sponsor? So my first ever sponsor was a company that taught people how to teach English um, 
uh, abroad. Amazing. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. So we have a very um, specific niche and that's really mm -hmm. what I tell people a lot is if you start a podcast and it's a hobby, you can talk about anything you want. Mm -hmm. But if you want to create income from this, it has to be a specific niche because then the sponsors who will align with your audience and what your message is will start reaching out to you. And that first sponsor actually reached out to me. I didn't even pitch. I didn't even know what that was. Right. Um, and I think during that time, there were two at the same time simul simultaneously that um, came up to us and wanted to sponsor the show. And I was like, okay, this is actually money making. So I yeah. could start pitching. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so <clears throat> let's break this down. <clears throat> a, can you bust a myth for us possibly, you know, at, at that point, after eight months of having your podcast, <clears throat> did the sponsors approach you because you had a bajillion downloads or was it the right fit? It was the right fit. It was definitely the audience. They didn't even know how many downloads I had, right? <laughs> yeah. So unless you tell the sponsors how many downloads you have, they're not going to know how many downloads you have. Mm -hmm. um, and I was always truthful. They knew exactly how many downloads I had. That first sponsor I had, I had less than 3,000 downloads a month. Um, and I don't follow the industry standard when it comes to pricing my mm -hmm. ads. That's why I was able to make that much money. Yeah, um, and say. yeah, and then brands just started to find us because we started getting featured in large publications right. um, and they just all started reaching out to us and mm -hmm. it snowballed from there. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think would be your, um, what would you credit your, the growth of the listenership what would you credit that to? Honestly, it's just understanding and knowing who our listeners were and just giving them the content that they wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. um, the second one is consistency. Mm -hmm. We have never missed an episode. We run two episodes a week um, and we've never missed one. Maybe we've downloaded it late um, sure. and not at the same time, but we have always downloaded it. Um, and it's been over three years and we haven't missed anything. So we always show up for our audience and they know Kudos exactly, to you. Yeah, That's huge. Know exactly what, what they're going to expect from us. Mm -hmm. um, and also just being a part of a community, you know, like yeah. doing podcasts and tapping into other audiences that are similar to ours has worked really well for us. Absolutely. So with a podcast, as most people know, if you're listening, it's not like we can see who our listeners are or our followers are and things like that, or we can't see the people that are downloading our show. So for you guys, where were you getting the information to put out the content that they wanted? How are you, you know, surveying them, asking them questions, asking for feedback, things like that. So a lot of that in the beginning was just doing research, going into the communities where we wanted our ideal listeners to be, right? Because I knew okay, my got it. listener was someone who wanted, like was me, you know, mm -hmm. I was my ideal listener, someone who wanted to get into this lifestyle, but they didn't know how. And even if they did, there were things that really stopped them because there were really no stories that inspired them. And I wanted to be that platform for them to come to, to find that inspiration, to really see that it can be done. Yeah. So that's the first thing that we did. 
And then the next thing, once we started seeing some growth was uh, really doing a call to action and telling our audience, hey, what do you want us to talk about? You know, mm -hmm. and then they started emailing us, messaging us exactly what they want even gave us um, names of people they wanted on the show. I've even had listeners on the show. Um, I even had episodes where I did mentorship with our listeners that we so got fun. on the show. I'm actually going to bring that back this year because that was a lot of fun. But that it sounds just, like a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was really busy. So um, we were doing that for a while. So we not only got them to share with us what they wanted, but we actually got them into the show as well. That's so incredible. And that's very unique too. Mm -hmm. You don't see that very much. Um, so that's, that's super in incredible. Um, you mentioned a while ago that, you know, industry standard is way less than really and truly what we can be charging for ad spots on a very highly engaged podcast. And so what would be your advice? Let's, let's take this to kind of a, a base foundational level. If someone is starting or has just started a podcast within the last year, and they really want to grow not only the list, listenership, but they want to partner with aligned sponsors. Um, let's answer this question first. Where should they start? So it always goes back to knowing who your listeners are. I know I sound like a broken no. when I say this, but I see this from a lot of people and even the clients that I have when they come to us is even uh, podcasters that have started podcasts already. And I call it the after the launch confusion because you want to grow, you want to monetize, but you don't see any growth and you want to do all of these things, right? Um, and it always goes back to where and who your ideal listeners are. If you have that really good understanding, you're going to know how to market to them and you're going to know how to specifically create income from that. So income in terms of getting sponsorships, knowing who they are means you know exactly what they need and you know the type of products and services that they're going to want. So you pitch to those brands. Knowing uh, what they need will also allow you to create digital products or any types of products in that sense, like merch. Um, and you can offer that. And that also in terms of asking them as well what they want. Um, and then monetization in terms of um, other services like coaching business, consulting business. So most podcasters, when they think about monetization, the number one thing is always sponsorships. But that's not the only way you can actually monetize your show. You can do so many other things with it. And I'm a bit backwards because I actually started to create income right away with sponsorships and most podcasters are told that that's for later. And like I said, I'm, ve I'm very stubborn. So I don't listen to a lot of people and that's not what happened to me. And only after um, two years later that I start uh, doing more different ways to monetize. That's kind of how I feel. That's how <laughs> I've been too. Um, I went straight to the ads and the sponsors and now I'm really back in my personal brand and our community and our membership and like my services as a coach and things like that. So it's funny you mentioned that. Um, so also if someone is starting a podcast, what's one, there's probably multiple, but what's one common um, mistake or just 
thing that's not going to help them along the way as they're getting started in their podcast? So number one, again, not realizing who your audience you're talking to. (laughs) Um, So when you do that, everything else falls apart, right? So like I said before, if you want this to be a hobby, that's fine. You can do that. Um, But if you want it to be a business, you really have to strategize. Now, I do have to say that sometimes it changes, right? Your ideal audience sometimes changes, but you should have some idea right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you go forward with that. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, you have to niche right away, but you need to have some sort of strategy right from the beginning so that you know that there's an end goal here and not just you talking about whatever you want, you know, like today I'm going to talk about flowers tomorrow. I'm going to talk about dinosaurs. I don't know. Um, but the reason why I say this is because first, for example, if a listener who really loves flowers comes in today and really loves you, they're going to be like, okay, I'm going to go see Debbie because I'm going to go back to her because she was talking about flowers and I love flowers. So she comes back tomorrow and I'm talking about dinosaurs and she's like, what is this? This is not what I came back for. So when you're inconsistent like that, then that means your listenership is also going to be inconsistent. And confused. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to attract them again, right? And so the main thing that you want to do is you want to keep attracting people. So that's the number one thing, really. And the second one is people are always jumping into the middle, like, how do I monetize? You know, I'm like, yeah, but you haven't even perfected your content. You haven't even given your audience what they want, and you're Mm -hmm. already trying to monetize. But I do have to say, once you get that message right, you can start thinking about monetizing early on. I don't believe when people say- You don't have to wait. Yeah. I don't believe that you need a certain amount of downloads. I don't believe any of that, right? Because like I said- podcasting monetization is not just about sponsorships. You can get clients, you could do merch. There's so many different things, affiliates, exactly. And the thing about sponsorships, even if you're new and you barely have any downloads, I like to practice. Like I can't tell you how many hundreds and hundreds of pitches that I made and I made so many mistakes, how many no's I got, but I've gotten so good at it that every time I do a negotiation, we land about 80% of the deals just because of how many pitches that we've done. Yeah. I love it. I love it. This week we are sharing with you. We're not sponsored by, because this is our own thing. We're sharing with you our first virtual summit for 2021, the refresh and flow Summit. This is all about inviting you to come get refreshed and feeling into the flow for 2021. We are ditching hustle culture. We are no longer going to kill ourselves trying to get it all done. We need some rest and refreshing um, time and content for ourselves. So the Refresh and Flow Virtual Summit will be a day-long virtual summit for those who are seeking rest, revitalization, and tangible ways to purposely move through the rest of 2021 without the grind and stress. You guys are going to walk away with stress management tips for daily life, goal-setting habits and strategies in your life or career or business, best practices with when it comes to money, spending, and saving, a mindset reset, and so much more. So you're going to get to hear from speakers 
um, in a unique and central intimate setting, get connected with other attendees and network, make friends, so much more bonuses and uh, inside perks for only $47. All Day Summit, Friday, February 5th save the date. We're so excited to bring you speakers such as Monica Denaeus, who is a licensed therapist, Natasha Hemingway, who is Miss Anti-Hustle, selling with heart, not hustle. And this virtual summit is going to be for absolutely anybody. So if you are a mom and you need a little time for yourself, if you are working a nine to five and you need goal setting or career help or um, new, just some refreshing time for this new year. If you are a business owner, we are going to have something for absolutely everybody in this summit. So all you need to do is head to bit.ly forward slash refresh flow. That's bit.ly forward slash refresh flow. Do you think there's any truth to the fact that like now podcasts are huge. It feels like everybody and their sister has a podcast might be true, might not be. But also what I'm thinking is, you know, we listen to podcasts and we hear HelloFresh and Casper and all these big brands, all of a sudden are on the podcast train. Do you think it's still, I kind of know where I stand, but I want to know what you think. Do you think it's too far gone like they're too far into those bigger brands are only sticking with the bigger podcast and like you shouldn't even bother reaching out to them like Squarespace or whatever or you know is there something that we're missing you know I don't think that you should listen to anyone telling you that you can't do something I like I said I don't listen to anyone like and this is why you're the offbeat life exactly um for me, try it out. Like, listen to what people have to say, but that doesn't mean you should do it, right? Because if I listened to what people told me from the beginning, I wouldn't be here today. I would still be doing the industry standard and I wouldn't have made any money at all to be even enough to leave my day job, right? So if you're confident in your audience and that brand aligns with it and you know that this is the exact audience that they're trying to reach for, then there's like, you need to go for it. Like you never know because a lot of these brands are not only looking at the huge, huge podcasters, right? They're looking at people who have dedicated smaller audience as well. But as long as, again, you know who your audience is and you know that they align with that brand, you don't know what can happen. So it's better to try than not do it. Yeah. And I know pitching is like a whole other topic, like finding the right person. What do you say? And all that kind of stuff. So maybe, you know, um, we could do a part two on like Instagram. I don't know. But, um, and I love pitching. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And like, like you said, I made tons of mistakes and like tried to, you know, come around and fix it. Um, so as you've started this show in the last few years, who has been your favorite interview? You probably have multiple, but who's been like, man, this stands out. So for me, honestly, I think everyone has given me something different and I've learned so much from it. And I can't even tell you how grateful I am Mm -hmm. because without everyone that I 
had on the show and still continue to have on this show, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, not just saying that, but they gave me so much advice on the show and then after. Like several or more than several people that I've had on my show have become honestly my best friends. And they have been one of the biggest reasons why I actually started creating income. Like um, one of my good friends, Jacob Fu, he's a master negotiator. He and his wife run one of the top travel blogs like in the United States. And he taught me how to negotiate like a boss. And I learned so much from him. And his wife taught me so much. And then um, Marissa Anwar, who is the founder of Darling Escapes, like she's incredible. Like just the connections that I've made on this podcast was worth everything because it has literally brought me to where I am today. And it allowed me to scale my business and also have new businesses that have uh, come from it as well. Yeah. And I think when I think about people that they've been interviewing that, that interview others on their show, oftentimes we think about, we're asking the questions for our audience's sake. Mm-hmm. But we need to learn ourselves. Like I'm learning a lot from you right now as a podcaster myself. And so like that flipping the script on that is so valuable. So thank you for, for sharing that. Um, so you have just, you know, scaled incredibly over the last few years. Were you setting out to be like in these top categories in the top of the industry? No, I didn't even, honestly, to tell you, I I didn't even know that it would be possible. But like I said, because of the community that I had built, um, not just with my listeners, but also the people that I had met through the show, it just started building, right? So we got our first future uh, within three months of starting the podcast on Refinery29. Um, Three months? Yeah. Um, and it was because of the podcast. It was because of that community, like the writer, one of the writers from refinery 29 actually found me, um, and the podcast and they were, and she, and I started to talk and she's like, I'm going to write about you. Like, I want to feature you. Um, and that started to snowball from refinery 29. And then we got featured in other publications and, um, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy because I didn't set out to to do that. But again, it's really about connecting with people more than anything. And when you have a podcast, you have a deeper connection with someone because you right. really get to speak to them. Yeah, you, you're using your actual voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so interesting about Refinery29. Like, so, so neat. So she just found you guys on social media or just found the podcast? Yeah, we, I forgot how we got connected I think we connected first and then she listened to my podcast and then she was like oh my god I love this because she was also uh location independent she was a remote worker she was like this is incredible like it's like a new take to travel podcast because most of the travel podcasts I just um talk about traveling but you actually help people right travel sustainably and create income and how to do this so she was like I'm going to just write that article just to feature you. So um, when she did that, I was so honored and she's an 
incredible person. You meet so many people in this industry and it's a small industry and everyone's kind of connected with each other, Mm -hmm. but we're all really um, connected and we're really good and loyal to each other. So it's, it's amazing. I would say so too. I think it's a little bit different than some other spaces because I mean, even though it feels like everybody has a podcast, not everybody has a podcast and, and not everybody kind of understands and things like that. So that's so, so incredible. Um, the power of connection, right? You never know. I I do have to say too, there is a large turnover rate with podcasters who start, I believe if I'm correct, there's like 50% of podcasters don't even go up to 14 or only go up to 14 episodes. Um, and then there was another, um, there was another one, I think it was like seven episodes. Most podcasters only go up to seven episodes and then they're done. So yeah. So if you want to start a podcast and you're thinking to yourself, there's so many people who are starting, don't worry. 50% of them are probably not going to last. So if you want to do this, there's, still a lot of meat into it and even if there isn't who cares like if you really love this again no one cares like no one cares your voice is unique even if you have a similar podcast with someone else else. exactly yeah yeah it's just like I've been talking about this with people online and my clients lately we feel like well so-and-so is already doing it I can't do that too yes you can do you know how many bread companies there are there's like a million are mm-hmm. any of them worried about selling their bread? No. People want options and no one can take away your unique shine, sparkle, whatever you want to call it. So love it. Um, so do you feel like there is a secret that people don't know of the power of podcasting? So with podcasting, I think the really great thing about it is that it can be long form Mm -hmm. and people really see you and they become, um, they really get to see you as an authority in that field that you are talking about and they will like, know, and trust you, right? So if you are Uh, someone who has a product or if you're doing consulting or even just to be an authority in that, they'll really see you as that. So that's really the power of it is the connection that you get and that you give to people is just really unique because you're in their ears. And this is one of the only platforms that someone can literally do almost anything and you can be there, you know, they can drive, they can do housework, they can even be working, they just have you on. It's like music, right? They can even start going to sleep and listening to you. You're probably hypnotizing them or something. (laughs) So it's, it's a really great platform. It's so accessible. It's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, even if you don't have an iPhone or a smartphone, you can go to the library and go online. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if libraries are open right now. Maybe probably not out in like New York or California, but probably here in Texas, they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is so, so incredible. Um, so kind of as we wrap up, uh, the, the cool thing I like about your show too, is like, it is, they are short, concise, and to the point, mm-hmm. you know, um, I love the long form. I'm personally a fan of like, you know, Joe Rogan, that kind of thing, where it's like 
it's two hours long, but I got to be in the mood for it. It's, but I really love that. Okay, this is 24 minutes. We're in, y'all. So I love that. So as we kind of wrap up, um, is there anything else that you want to share about as you've even started this agency too, that you're seeing clients come in and trends that you just common threads of how you're, you know, coaching them through things. Yeah. I like, I can't even emphasize this enough. Most of them or really all of them are confused about the message that they're sending out. (laughs) That's really it. Like, this is why a lot of podcasters don't last is because they don't know who they're talking to. Um, they're just doing it in the spur of the moment. And then the passion like fizzles out really fast because first it's a long game, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you're most likely not going to see, uh, numbers that you're going to be comparing yourself to. And then once that happens, it's like crickets and you feel really bad about yourself. So if you're not really dedicated to that topic and you're not passionate about it and also you're literally like either talking to yourself if it's a solo solo show or just another person so if you're not passionate about the topic if you're not passionate about what you know your whole theme is about then it's all gonna fizzle out and then you're gonna confused and you're like I don't understand so there's a lot of uh, fizzling out Mm. not understanding your message and then always trying to kind of put a band-aid on something yeah but not really fixing what's actually uh wrong with with the podcast yeah and I think that's all probably really good advice for people listening that are like thinking should I start a podcast Mm -hmm. there's a lot to consider before you just start a show. I think that that's one question I've gotten lately. That's been quite frequently asked is, well, I'm thinking about starting a podcast and I ask, well, why do you want to start a podcast? And like, well, I think it will be good for my brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, why, <laughs> you know, and like, let's, you have to have this a little bit more well thought out than just, you want to grab a mic. And really, I think sometimes it's like, just to be able to say you have a podcast, right. Or like the way that it looks, or it looks more professional, or it looks like you're a leader. And I think we're seeing this, I don't know if you're on clubhouse yet, yeah. but we're seeing this in clubhouse too. <laughs> if people, as people show up on clubhouse and it's all audio only, you have to be able to speak to the topics that you write about on social media or that's on your website so if you can't live up to that like what are you doing <laughs> so, uh, it's just crazy so uh are you on clubhouse and what's your opinion yeah i'm on clubhouse actually and my um name there is start a podcast actually Love it. um and pretty much all of my room is, is about starting a podcast So I do three every single week. And then I also talk into other people's room and specifically people ask me on for podcasting (laughs) or um, entrepreneurship, but mostly in podcasting, you'll see me uh, talking about and I'm very passionate about it. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, where can people connect with you otherwise than other than uh, Clubhouse and how can like what's coming up for you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to listen to the podcast, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com. You're going to see a lot of free resources there. If you want to start working online, if you want to listen to the podcast, we have a ton of free stuff there for you. We also do a work online Wednesday email that we send out to our subscribers, which I call wow. Um, and we give uh, people remote work that they can apply to ASAP. If you want to start a podcast and you have a business, that's kind of my jam. As you know, I love talking about it, but I also love helping people do it. You can go to howtocreatepodcast.com and you can apply for a consultation call from me and I can see how I can help you with that. So that's howtocreatepodcast.com. Awesome. So, so cool. And then tell us where we can find you on Instagram, all those things. Yeah. So on Instagram, you can go to the offbeatlife.com as well. And if you're on Clubhouse, I'm at start a podcast. Perfect. Well, Debbie, this has been so much fun, so informative, and I've learned so much myself. So thank you for your time. And thank you guys for listening to the Girl Gang podcast. If you would go into your podcast app, rate, subscribe, um, leave us a review, even if you want to, um, that is so, so helpful to us. And then if you've been listening to the show and you want to screenshot tag Debbie tag at Amanda's in Dallas, and, um, we would love that. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go connect with Debbie and all things, um, on her clubhouse, Instagram website, We are so excited. Don't forget to go get your ticket for the virtual summit coming up, the Refresh and Flow Summit. And that link again is bit.ly slash refresh flow. That's February 26th, an all-day virtual summit experience. And we have some amazing, amazing speakers. Let me pull them up for you because they're absolutely incredible. Speakers like Sandra Graham of Smart Cookies, as seen on Oprah, Natasha Hemingway, Monica Denais, Dr. Amanda Che, Tatiana O'Hara, Ebony Smith, and more. We're going to do some yoga. We're going to get some mental clarity. We're going to get our mindset right. We're going to get some money things right um, and really just get set up well for this year. So bit.ly forward slash refresh flow. We'll see you there.